0: Hey lovelies! Welcome to the journey of self-love through self-care. My name is Amy Macardo, and I'm the owner and the creator of my brand The Mikado Method, where I teach a variety of online yogas and breathworks, meditations, fascia release and random other bits and pieces. So if you're interested I'll pop my details below where you can head over to my website or my youtube channel and there's loads of free tasters or if you fancy joining us online you can join up and sign so today's guest i'm really excited i've got shakti tracy and shakti tracy and myself i believe we met at one of the illuminate events back last year now which time is absolutely flying past and shakti tracy you do shamanic drumming you're a breathwork facilitator you've got I've had a look as well, like, but what I would love to do is hand over to you and just to introduce yourself and maybe share a bit about your journey. And is this something you've always been into or is this something that's created a bit of a shift? And yeah, just sort of sharing what you
1: want to share and we'll go from there. So hello, hello Amy, hello Amy's listeners, so yeah I'm Shakti Tracy, I'm from Newcastle upon Tyne, I live in Whitley Bay now which is just on the coast um, and so I would say, I'm um, so yeah at the moment I'm a breathwork facilitator, shamanic practitioner and I also train people um, to be breathwork facilitators with breathing space um, but this is just that this is, I think these methods have been the past seven years but I have been working in healing all my adult life, really. Um, yes, even since leaving school, I went and did holistic therapies after leaving school. But a lot of it was because of my own healing needs, um, like many people who come into these things. And, um, yeah, had, I mean, go straight into my story. But, yeah, sexual abuse as a kid from a dad, um, emotional abuse that went to court. And so I was just left with these woundings, you know, from both those experiences, actually, I mean, I never went to court, but even that prosecuting your dad and all that left left deep things. I had panic attacks, anxiety things. And so it was just a lot of not having a pathway there, especially like, I mean, I'm 46 now, so this is, you know, in the 90s, just looking for alternate therapies, especially in the Northeast, there wasn't that many things available. Um, So I went down the medical route, went down hypnosis, just trying to find a way out. And then I connected to a lady who was an energy healer. And I just couldn't believe how fast I was able to shift some things, you know, so that made us more interested in um, opening to, in, um, yeah, working with energy myself and learning to do that. Um, trained in Reiki but I didn't really connect to it so I just worked with love you know and I think it's and what I loved about working with love was that it was just like available to everybody you know and we all have access um, and yeah, it didn't take any secret symbols you know and we could just all have this source that we could connect to and we could direct for healing and it was just something that I just knew how to do so I wasn't like trained specifically in how to, you know, to work with this method, but it just made sense with, And I worked with what I called Diamond Energy. And I didn't know anybody else who worked with it at the time. There seems to be a lot more people now, but it was just this source, this divine love that you could connect to at the center of the universe, the center of the earth. And it was also in my heart and was just able to direct it for love. And so I offered my little Diamond Energy healing sessions in Newcastle and, and then at some point, I realised like people can come for healing sessions, but if you haven't got community, if you haven't got friends, if you haven't got family, um, you haven't got what you need to support you around you when you know when difficult things happen in life. And so then I moved into running women's groups and in holding community spaces. And then, um, yeah, then I and I also had kids along this time. I was within a fifteen-year relationship, and then that suddenly ended. And that was the big life shift for me. Um, it was really, really difficult time um being a single mom and also learning to look after myself for the first time and losing my security blanket of that family. Um, yeah. And so that was the seven years, seven years ago. And that was when I went searching for um. Yeah, just different healing methods and but I also had the freedom because I didn't, you know, to to go off and, you know, really follow my own path as well being single again. And, and that's where I connected to training as a shamanic practitioner and breathwork and, and of all the healing modalities that I'd done, especially the breathwork, that was just the one I just I just couldn't believe how powerful it was it was like it had its own intelligence and it just knew. I didn't even have to know myself. It just knew where it needed to go to do the healing work. And, um, yeah, and, you know, and I know now even, you know, sometimes you, you meet people and they just have this big experience on the first time, they're like, I've got a, I've got to train, I've got to learn more, and that was just like me. And even now, it's still, seven years later, it still absolutely blows us away because it's so different each time, you know, and I think the energy that comes through, is what what's needed at the time I and mean, it's just different with each person and intelli- you know, intelligence. So I, yeah, so I started so I trained in those and I started running my little groups in Newcastle. And there was no other breathwork facilitators in Newcastle at the time. And people have been going off to London and Manchester. And, and nobody had heard of it either. I mean, it went massive because of lockdown and that. But but it was just like the core ten of us, and we just kind of just made it up a little bit as well. You know what I mean? And so we just worked with it in our own way, and I'd mix up the shamanic things, and you know, um, and it was very spiritual in um, quite wild. The sessions as well, actually, um, which was great fun. And then lockdown happened. And, yeah, I, had to, I mean, I used to be scared of going on camera or anything like that. But it was just like, oh, my God, you've got to step up. But also I felt this calling because I've always felt this sense of service for like the Northeast and the community. And I felt like the calling of like I had to step up, you know, it's like really needed. And at the same time, my life was like falling bits around as myself. But it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still like felt like, oh, you need to step up and it has to be now. So it was like, OK, it took us two months to work out how to work Zoom. Um, and then do my first online workshop. And I think, but I think my first online workshop, I had about 200 people, which was just like going from my little groups of 10 to like, um, yeah. So, so that's when I decided to retrain as well as to do to, to more training. Because I also felt a bit of a fraud, you know, because I, I felt like I, I was doing breathwork as well, a bit different than everyone else, because I'd trained to do it without music. And then all of a sudden I was aware about how other people were doing it and they were doing it with music. And I felt like I was doing something wrong. I realized now it wasn't, I was just doing something different um but I retrained and I um and then because I was trained with breathing space was the opportunity to become a teacher as well and so then I ended up training people in it in which I absolutely adore I love that empowerment that journey of seeing you know, other that breathwork set up and knowing that actually this can take breath work to like so many more people than I can do alone and and I really love to encourage it's it's a 10-month training so it's um it's re- it's it's a long one, but the space in that for people to find their own identity and their own way of working in the way I did. And I really encourage that. So it's like we get the strong foundations, but also what is it unique that you're here to bring? Because I think, you know, even you know, within Reiki, within yoga, we've all got we unique medicine, haven't we? That we're here to to share in the world. So I love helping people to find that and to, you know, just to say that journey of empowerment and healing that happens along that journey. So so yeah, so that's mainly where I find myself. Still leading online workshops where I can. Still leading in person ones. When I kind of held one in Newcastle the other week, um, love now connecting to mantra recently and love mixing that up with it. And just how it's how it's ever evolving, you know, how I'm always learning from it. And um, and yeah, just how quickly we can create these sacred spaces. And I think that's, I know, I think a lot of the breathwork that's coming through today as well, there's a lot that's, in. you know, and this isn't wrong, that it's a lot that's getting justified, like scientifically and, you know, it's a trauma release, but I still love the sacred aspect, you know, that that we can create these sacred spaces without any fixed belief system and that we can come together to have our own, you know, direct, Access to the divine or whatever however you describe it, and um, in a room in a, in a place that isn't a religious space, there's no drugs, there's no nothing, and we can just come together and we can have these profound experiences. Um, yeah, and it's just always just an it's an absolute honor to be witness, to create and to hold that. And so. You know, and it is, a, it's such a long journey and I would say as well, it's so based in the Northeast, you know, and I think even though like the work now has went global, I'm teaching people in America and some of the online workshops have been people in every continent, you know, and, and like the idea of Diamond Heart Network was always this global thing that we can like light the world with love, you know, but I still have this such a sense of service to the Northeast and the people of the Northeast and, um, yeah, that we can rise, you know, out of, you know, you know, the particular, I don't know, the poverty that's been here and the yeah, but it just feels it's it's a really exciting time actually. It feels like the Northeast is on the rise, you know, and um, yeah, it's it's it, yeah, just a sense of service to the Northeast through all of this. I
0: guess as well, we have possibly underestimated the power of ourselves. And now that we've got lockdown taught us a lot to to be seen to be heard and to be received I don't know about yourself um and it was quite intense like you said getting to know zoom even instagram lives and stuff like that was quite um
1: yeah before that I mean I never even I never even like to do anything like I didn't even like to do video calls to my friends you know what I mean um And I think, but especially being lives on Facebook or Facebook videos, because um, I didn't think people, I thought because of my Geordie accent, I just didn't think to give myself permission. Um, I didn't think people could understand it, you know, all the blocks that were there or, you know, I'd be judged in a certain way. And it's so interesting now that it's actually... Something that people really like, you know, and it's something that, um, you know, people find authentic and, you know, it's, you know, the thing that we're most afraid of is often the thing that people, you know, really do value as well. So it's been such a learning on that, you know, on that side as well. And I think also as well, because I am from the Northeast, it breaks down a lot of um barriers about what spirituality is and who can access it you know it's not like I'm from a middle class background which has often been you know the association with spirituality so I do connect to a lot of people you know who are from more working class backgrounds who are from the Scotland or from the from the north as well um yeah which is which is really lovely that people can identify and and say it doesn't have to be a certain way you know it's not doesn't all have to be you know formal you know you know or whatever, but it's like it can be it can be what you make it, you know. And I think it just it resonates with different people than you know than it might have connected to with before. But yeah, but we've got to be seen, like you're saying, we've got to be allow ourselves to be seen to connect to those people and that can take the 20 years away. <laughs> I guess for
0: me, I was quite lucky because I'd got fairly comfortable being on camera from some past experiences. But to be seen, like my first time I went live, it went wrong. I couldn't get Zoom to work. I felt really freaked out. I had to do an Instagram live, which I'd never done before. And I had like no makeup on. I hadn't brushed my hair. And I was just like, oh my God, you're about to be seen. And normally, like even when I used to teach spin classes, I'd have my hair done, I'd have a full face of makeup. And but I just wasn't prepared for this to happen and sort of shut down. And then when that went live, I just didn't give a shit anymore. It was almost like it gave me permission. Like, doesn't matter. People want to be in your energy. I didn't even know what energy was back then because my my spirituality only started coming through probably the end of 2020. So it was interesting to hear you say what others may have felt spirituality was sort of put in a box for. to start opening that world to other people but to me I just thought oh am I late on the train has everyone been into this and almost judging myself for not being as spiritual I guess as other people and not even really knowing what it means so what does spirituality sort of
1: to me you? yeah well I think it's um... You know, and it's so interesting here, and you say that, because one of the things I often point out to people at the beginning of like, if we do a shamanic journey workshop, it really doesn't matter. Like if it's your first time or if it's not, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. Often like the people who are the new new people get the biggest experiences. You know, I don't know. It's, it's you know, it, it's just the gods have just been like, here you go. We've been waiting for you. You know what I mean? But to me, and, and it's funny because I like going to the Illuminate festivals, you know, like where I first connected to you, that was the first time for me stepping into like yoga kind of worlds because I'd never, yoga and that sort of thing had never been part of my spiritual experience or journey at all and for me it was really funny when people started coming up to us and asking like so what's your daily spiritual practices and I'd be like "What?" <laughs> you know it was just like not a thing and like you'd practice like this every day and you're like I'm just like no and it wasn't a thing because to me my daily spiritual practice is life you know what I mean that's what we're here for you know so it doesn't matter whether you know whether you you know we're having experiences of god or not was you know every from being born we are we're learning we're growing and we're part of that unified consciousness that are completely always feeding into the whole so every every experience that we're having is feeding our soul is feeding our things you know and maybe we've had to have an experience to start with what's a more grounded one that we're you know working through more money or work or, or different issues but it doesn't mean it's it's less spiritual than you know the person who's going off visiting aliens. You know what I mean? It's still like we need both. You know what I mean? And maybe we, we, you know collectively if we're all aspects of this whole divine consciousness. Sort just like right, okay, you have the alien bit this t- lifetime, and I'll do this. But you know we've all just taken care of little bits so that we can grow in all these different directions. And um, so to me, it's it's all spiritual really. If we if we're here, we're we're you know we're having this duality you know freaky experience that's called earth and called life and you know that we're just constantly we're bringing computers trying to make sense of and we're just all a bit like what you know I don't know if i will swear, but what the fuck you know <laughs> you know what the fuck is it and we're just all making it up so it's um yeah so to me it's all spiritual really I mean we can have these profound transcend transcendental experiences you know which are amazing as well but you know what? you know we can get into that judgment of like that's more spiritual than that and it's you know you know the most spiritual beings are not babies aren't they when they just come out and they're just that pure you know beautifulness or a person or that edge of dying and death as well you know um yeah but it's all it's just all different expressions of spirituality you know um all of it
0: what because transcendental keeps coming up I keep hearing this word but what what does that mean like what does that mean for a transcendental
1: experience to me it would be one of these experiences or like um yeah good question and um, so I you know we've got one normal sort of plane of living and so a transcendental one would be more where we're experiencing more of that like um you know, the states of ecstasy, the space of bliss, the space of great grace that are um, more of those profound spiritual experiences where we are maybe experiencing the connection to the divine. But I would say you can also have transcendental experiences through drugs, through alcohol, where we're having that kind of escaping kind of experiences. And maybe those, because I think, you know, these experiences are needed as a part of the human experience to, you know, stay plugged in. I think that's maybe why, you know, and because we haven't got places who can access it why people go down the you know the drugs and alcohol path to to be able to access these states of freedom from you know the normal experiences of daily life really. Um see those yeah in transcendental like those all at states. Right. You know, yeah those all at states which you'll we get in yoga as well will you? Yeah yeah I I now on reflection,
0: I guess for me that would be like sometimes when I'm walking and I can just feel certain energy within me or I'm not particularly a visual person, but more, yeah, feeling ecstatic, blissful. I mean, the first time I did a breath work session, um, I literally had this total bliss experience, but I had smoked a joint as well beforehand and I was in a state of chronic anxiety and it just straight away, took me to this space of just feeling free Mm. I guess that's the best expansive and free so but yeah I had had a joint and then smoked and been on a real low so I feel like that's why perhaps when I used to take drugs as well if you've been on a low it would just take you so high but then you'd come back down so much harder but what I found with the breath work is it took me up and then it just kept me there for quite a while and then it just sort of started to interweave throughout my day the more i would do it regularly as well as a practice is that with conscious connected breathwork or was that, that was a 9 minute youtube beginners whim hof breathing that basically saved my life if i was to pinpoint something that changed my life that 9 minutes whatever it did it gave me a state of peace and I then did it every single day for three months but what I didn't realize was I was holding my breath longer and longer to, it got to the point where I actually recorded it and I got up to like three minutes 45 and I was like what what is this and what else can my body do and that is what began my why well, I say my awakening because I'd always just assumed I'm a human I work I eat I sleep I poop I repeat. That was my life and I didn't, I wasn't interested or I didn't even, I didn't even know that there was alternatives, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, it, so well, the Wim Hof is a type of the conscious connected breath work, which is what I work with, with, but it's beyond, it's, you know, it's beyond understanding as well. I mean, they're starting to do a bit more scientific research around, you know, you know, the physical effects, but the, there is a magic there and it does, it does, Bring you know if it hadn't been for the conscious connected breathwork, I probably all of a sudden my life lined up to be able to train as a shamanic practitioner. I still don't know how that six months after my first breathwork session or no training in breathwork, you know, I got all the childcare off, I got all the the money I needed to to do it all in six months, you know. Um, But it was just something about the breath that brought me back into alignment with myself and so fast. And I think you know a lot of you know the mindset stuff that's out there, and it's like you know it's all based in here whereas with conscious connected breath work it's realizing like actually what beliefs are in what past experiences are also in our body and you know and what past hurts and the things that aren't expressed and so we can truly transform ourselves on such a deep level you know, because we can bring in we can bring in new programming, but we're not just suppressing like the mental beliefs. We're actually giving a space for this old physical space to be released. So we transform ourselves on such a deep level, and like you're saying, we're really setting ourselves free from all these past limitations that we still carry around. The biggest one is often like just, you know, safety. Uh, you know, is it safe? in the world, you know, and, you know, no matter what program we do up here, you know, like, oh, money loves me. Come on. You know what I mean? If we're body saying like, actually, it's not safe to change. We're, we're not going to be able to override that, you know? So it's like, we have to do this clearing on this deep, like somatic physical level and allow our nervous system to feel like, actually this is all right. You know, and it builds up. So it, it gives a space, you know, often like things will come up in, in, in emotions, um, and it gives a space for us to meet those and, um, and they're really safe and held in loving space to allow them to come up and like be met, be felt, be integrated and then be released in um, and, and doing that. And it just not only changes ourselves, but it really does. And this is the magic. It changes what outside world as well. Um, and not just because we're perceiving differently, like different opportunities will come along, you know, and things that you just thought were just like absolutely impossible just like you know they start happening and you know and it's just like you just can't get used to it but it's just still it just blows me away really you know um yeah just it's just amazing I mean even recently when I did the workshop with Jamie Cato you know at the beginning of lockdown um I've had followed him for 15 years um on Facebook you know so um you know I've just followed him on and off and um, at the beginning of lockdown, the breath, because I get messages when I do the breath work, the session was like, you need to connect to Jamie Cato. Um, I thought, well, how am I supposed to do that? So he doesn't know this story, by the way. Um, so, I, I added him, is on, so I invited him to one of the online workshops. And I think he replied. He was like, oh, I think I've got the kids that weekend. So I was like, I tried. And then I thought, I'll, I'll ask him as a friend on Facebook. And he sent us a message saying, join my mailing list. <laughs> And I thought oh well I tried I tried and then but then things happen and like then he ended up teaching with breathing space and then teaching on my breathwave program and then three late years later I've just led a weekend workshop with him in Manchester you know and it's just like that you know for three years ago from you know it's just like you know from I'm not even one ad is for Facebook friend <laughs> it's just unbelievable but that was what the breath had told us as well. You know, that's what the message was, like, you need to connect to this person. And yeah, to me, that's like part of the magic. It's part of the mission. It's part of like what we don't understand. It's just like, it's part of like that being of service to a bigger picture. So it's now, it's like, often if I'm just like, I live, like often live my business just by like what I'm told, follow the guidance of the breath, you know? Like even when I cut my hair off short, when I dye it, you know? And it's like, often it's just being told a random singing in the breath week session i think oh well go on then
0: <laughs> i get the best business ideas when i'm doing breath work and it doesn't mean that i necessarily have to take action on them right now because i don't know about you but it can be quite overwhelming because you might get like a load of um ideas and it's like right we'll write them down because you might actually take action on them in three months three years but you've got it there as 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 I also see it as proof sometimes, like that came out my brain or that came out my body. It's also brought me home to me. Like the other night, um, I went to get into bed and I could feel there was some energy and I felt, oh, I don't know what's coming. So I thought, I'm just going to put some music on. And then the energy and the emotions just flowed. And the old me would be like, you need to snap out of this or do something about it. And I was like, just breathe. I feel very held
1: now. Yeah, no, it's just like it's got your back, you know. It's like, like yesterday, I was having a so hot day, like a bit of a just hot things coming up. And then, you know, just going to bed, just be able to breathe love into that space, you know. It's just there to just fill us up. It's like this source of love, you know, that's always there for us. And then the, the connection to the divine. And often we're walking around, you know, with these wounds of abandonment from relationships. And actually, the biggest wound is this disconnect from the divine, but actually, we've got it, you know, we've all been given it. It's like the most obvious thing that we're doing all the time. We've just forgotten, you know, we've forgotten that we've got this resource there. It's like, why, you know, we would be put here alone without like support, you know, and it's just reminding people like, actually we have all we need. And, and, and what you're saying before as well about this, um, yeah, and coming into our bodies, you know, and it's like, we're all here to have this physical experience. We are here to, to create to, to express all that is you know through the physical and I think with the breath what we'll have a chance to do and this going for we're getting guidance and stuff as well as like is is almost like merge with that bigger picture because we are the breath you know what I mean we are simply an expression you know this is what's moving around every cell in our in our body it's what's you know it's and it's also what connecting with to everything else on the physical planet you know we're we're breathing in and out with the trees with the algae with everybody else we're we're literally breathing the same air as what the dinosaurs were breathing you know and we're passing all that wisdom and all that expression of this is me you know passing that backwards and forwards and just recycling it between us so it's like the breath is unity consciousness it is it you know and it is and, you know, and people say, if people say it, it was, what's the most important breathwork exercise that you can do? And I love conscious connected breathwork. I love heart breathing. But the most important one I would say is just come into breath awareness, you know, it, if just even for a few seconds. And, you know, and I'm, it's not like I'm breathing aware, you know, all the time or anything like that. But it's just like even for myself, if we can just like just check in and just like, oh, actually... And breathing, and just even in that that shift and coming in that way where, and where this, and I think it's so powerful to do that because um, if we can become conscious of our breathing, it gives us the something that's totally automatic and we we'll never need to think about. But it also allows us to become conscious of all our other behaviours, especially our subconscious ones. Um, and yeah, I think it just makes us much more aware of what you know where I'm acting from, and 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 is this where I want to be acting from or is this something I want to change? You know what I mean? So I think coming aware of the breath makes us conscious that we are also the creators of everything else in our life as well. And yeah, but that would, but that we can create, we can co-create, we can co-create in partnership with the breath in in co-creation with this bigger picture and in co-creation with this unity consciousness, you know, we're not alone. So yeah, let's, let's breathe in our hearts and let's yeah breathe with love and like create this like I think as well it teaches us you know and like I was saying at the beginning there's something about you know the Diamond Heart Network was always this idea like of awakening this like love across the planet you know and I think it also connects that you know it's not just my mission this is like you were all doing it in all the different ways and I love that but we're all connected you know, and we get, you know, in this mission, you know, and that we're all lighting the the world up in our own unique ways. And, and, I, and you know, and, and of all the years, you know, because I have been involved in this spirituality, you know, for a long time, but it it's now, you know, and that's why people are waking up now because it's happening, you know, it really is. And it just feeling like that shift more than I've ever experienced in my lifetime and it's just so exciting. And I think a lot of it is because we're coming online and because we are globally linking up and able to access information in a way that we were never before. And yeah, like lots of things are still getting shaken up. But I think lockdown, when we were forced to have that time alone and almost like we all had to be, you know, these hermits in a cave if, you know, if we went down that, it was like we had to face our own stuff. And we also we had the shops closed so we had and we had to face the fact that we're going to die. <laughs> and I think that's like so important like the you know life and time is limit you know time over life is limited and like people started to look for well that deep I mean and you know and I think you know that's one of the reasons breath just went massively as well and I think it's interesting that it was an illness of breathing and yeah breath just grown so massively over that time as well and people just realizing and yeah, and I just think it's so exciting because it, the thing about Breath Week as well, it's accessible to everybody, you know. You can do it whenever. You can do it whenever you want. You, you, Everybody's got access just to plug in in their own way. And yeah, it's for everybody.
0: And it's so interesting when you shared um, that when you were younger, you came and you was looking for holistic treatments. How did you know, like,
1: to even look for something like that? I think, um, I, th- I think um when I was ill, I, I did go to the doctors first of all and I think I was given medication and I think it just it just I think I just hated it so much. It was just like, you know, just like made as a zombie. Um and so I just, I just stayed with the the panic attack and tried to manage life. I used to do, but I used to do bizarre things. I used to walk like five miles to work every morning because I couldn't get on a bus you know and so I kind of managed it in my own little ways and then um like I say it was just by chance connecting to a hypnotherapist and then it was a anyone used to have these body mind and spirit fairs that I met this energy or it was maybe the green festival in Newcastle and they used to have this holistic sort of festival that I I met like an energy healer but it was it was even when I wanted to train to do energy healing and I searched, you know, loads of places and I just couldn't find it anywhere at the time. Um, you know, and even the spiritual churches, I knew they did like their own kind and they wouldn't let us do it unless I'd like attended the church for like years, you know, and so it was really, it was hard to access. And then eventually I did connect to a Reiki woman who, who connected us to her teachers, but it wasn't something that was just out there and, you know, and I think that's so interesting as well that we don't have, you know, I think it's like much more known now, but we didn't have these direct lin- lineages. So it's almost like we had to, you know, chip away and, you know, because of what, you know, the stuff was lost, that you know, um, chip away. But I will give credit to my mom as well, because she, she, I think she, like, when I was a teenager, she did like start getting into spiritual stuff. Um, so she started like talking about auras and chakras and um and um, and we, you know, I was in a very counsellor y sort of um place where I grew up. and so it was just very not the norm, but um, but yeah. You know, but but I would still talk about it to my friends, and we associate those already. Breckman. that was like auras. You know what I mean? So we had like context to put it into, um, and then she got into Buddhism for a bit. So she, so I definitely had that influence still there as well um, through her, um, and yeah, in, in Newcastle College, that happened to do a holistic therapies training as well So I learned aromatherapy, massage, and reflexology, and um, through them as well. Even though I never used them till about. 20, 30 years later, um, it still opened us up to that holistic um kind of healing sort of path. Um, but yeah, but I think for everybody, it's like it that it even now, like a lot of people who come for us for healing um, energy healing, you know, it's often th- you've you've tried everything else first, and the doctor is often the first place for we'll go to, or counselings, you know, obviously very, but it's just not right for everyone, you know. And and it's quite can be quite traumatizing actually. And I, I went down the counseling route as well. I did find it really traumatizing to have to talk about things. And then it was just like then it was just like time's up, gone, you know. And it, you know, and and also I felt the pressure like every week, you know, like, oh, I've got to think of something to talk about this week, you know. <laughs> um, and you know, and now what I know as well, it's like it can reinforce just those neural pathways, you know, whereas actually for me the unspeaking therapies and just energy healing and resetting my nervous system or just releasing the emotions have actually been like much more powerful. And I think that's the thing as well. It's just giving people a choice, you know, that, you know, there's some people who have medication and, you know, that sort of therapy might work really well for them, but it's just actually come we have choices and, um, you know um yeah because you know I know people's lives you know you know same with addiction people's lives the amount of people I know who've been transformed through like yoga pathways and having that discipline whereas some people do benefit more from like the the 12-step meetings but it's just hey can we have more choice and just saying everybody's got to go to 12-step and that's the only pathway for recovery from addiction and you've got then you've got to go there for the rest of your life or is you know there's just different choices and different options and yeah, and then people can say Yeah, that's my medicine. That's not. Oh, that's not for me. You know, it doesn't work. You can literally try
0: so much, and that's why I really want to connect to you as well. Is you want to just sort of share
1: a little bit about what the shamanic drumming is? Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's because all again. So, so shamanic journey and and it's interesting because I do have trained fully as a shamanic practitioner, which is like all the you know the you know, soul retrieval and um, extraction um but yeah, so shamanic journeying, you know, so we use the drum um so to quiet the mind, to um, give a space to the vision. Um so yeah, it's one of those things. It's like I don't understand like quite why it works. And and, and it was just one of those things I just felt like called to, to share. Um I think you, it, it's really important to me for two things, you know, we're creating spaces where we can get together and we're creating spaces where we can play and explore and see if anything is there or not. Um, but yeah, it also just gives a space where like magic can happen as well. You know, if we're given a, an opportunity a doorway, like what you, like you say, like, and, you know, with the online courses, the free things that I give away, it's just an opportunity to like, yeah, he has a doorway, he has a portal. Let's just see, is there anything there? And, you know, and it's interesting, like some days there might be something there and then some days there might be as well, you know, and it's, it's just so different. I suppose it's one of those things, that, like I use it mostly now to support my breathwork session because I feel like it's kind of door that opens but what i love about it as well is like like i say with all these things there's no fixed belief system and i think it's a shame like often with sh- like the word shamanism people think oh you've got to believe in like guides or gods or anything and it's actually not like you can think of them as separate beings or separate things but or you could think of them as just aspects of yourself or like you know Jungian archetypes but it is just interesting just to say well who turns up for me now you know what i mean like in and and when you get the ones that you just like least expect, it's, you know, you know, that they're, they're often the ones that are the most you, when you just like, oh I make, you know, and I think what's lovely as well is it does get in touch with this creative side of a mind that can be cut off from as we as we get older. Um, you know, because it's just so devalued. Um, you know. You know, I've done traumatic genuine groups with kids and they're just so open and they're like, I've met this jellyfish and it told us to do this and they'll follow it up. Um, but yeah, so but what it does for me more than anything, it gives us a space where we can go into this other realm, whether it's an inner world, whether it's an outer world, where we can get information beyond our normal rational thinking and then bring that information back to this world to make a difference. So I'm not a one for like, let's just journey to meet your power animal. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's journey, meet your power animal and get some guidance and then bring it back. And and to me, the, the biggest, most important thing is do we act on it? Do we use what we've got to make a difference in the world? Because that's more important than anything and to just call in and remember that we're supported so that when we feel lost that we can just plug into these things and that they're always there for us you know and it is as easy as just banging a drum and sometimes it does take a little bit of practice to start with and sometimes it is easier coming into a physical group with other people because you have that shared resonance when we come together and we'll create these spaces even like illuminate you know and it's like we'll create these like sort of like bubbles of love you know with when all these people come together with this shared resonance and i just know that this is kind of like a prayer for the planet almost and that 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 love just goes off and you know changes the vibration of the planet all our ancestors have been doing this drumming you know in every single culture you know including like our like our druids you know what i mean it's like this is what we did we gathered we drummed and we visioned i think the one of the first cave paintings the the Discovered in France was a, a look like a shaman who was calling like the animals in, you know what I mean? So this has been, you know, part of the creative expression and expression of humans, and it still exists in today. And it wouldn't still exist if there wasn't something in it. You know what I mean? Nothing exists, and it still exists on every country and every continent in some form or other. Um, but yeah, it just it connects with yeah, to something else and just to the bigger picture again. Um, And, you know, what's interesting for me is because I forget as well that not everybody, it's been such a part of my life for so long, you know, and I forget like not everybody has done it. And so it was interesting to me when going to Illumini, which was a spiritual festival that people hadn't because it was more of a yoga sort of thing that people hadn't actually done shamanic journey in before as well. So it was really and it's amazing and why I love to take it, you know, down to those places because it's like, oh, wow, you know, and people are so up for it and trying and, you know, having, because they've also already built up their power through the practices. So often are able to go like straight into it as well. So it's, um, and it's, it's so interesting to go, because obviously a lot of the yoga is a lot of discipline, whereas the shamanic stuff is a lot more like, wild and free so i think it's an interesting um yeah c- contrast you know and you know, it's lovely that the, you know that wheels are coming together on them as well you know so yeah really fantastic what i did
0: today before i did the drumming was i did some yin yoga so i was super stretched for ages and then uh, when i when i then put the headphones on to do the drumming it felt like i was really alive And I could feel, I could feel like every part of my body, I could feel the energy because like I said, for me, I'm not necessarily a visual person, then I was like, wow, I could feel the energy and I was like, oh, it just felt, it was mad, like I could hear this banging in my ear, but it felt euphoric at the
1: same time. And I was like, this is a different experience. And and so they say a lot about shamanism is is like the call of becoming the hollow bone, which is like, so you're just allowing, you're just clearing your energy really to allow the creator to flow through us. So a bit what we're talking about with the breath work so that we can co-create and we can just be of service. Um, but of course, like so yoga, if we're stretching and we're opening those energy channels as well, it's just a different way to start to. So you're absolutely right. So if you're doing that before, you are getting, the. and this is what I love about these practices, you are getting exactly the messages that you need because this is your way of working with it. You know, and so like I say, it's hard for me to say the shamanic journey and this is because I work with it with the breath. Work. I use work with it mostly to merge with gods and goddesses and work with in that in that way, which isn't like traditional kind of shamanism stuff. And I love that the, the, the practices are showing you how to work with it in your embodied fitness. And it's lovely when we come, come together and we can all come, we can do the same drum journey, but we could all ask different questions or we can even all ask the same question, but we'll all get different answers and get the, and sometimes the answers might be opposite to each other. You know, like, the, you know, but it's like, that's all right. We're not all meant to have the same answers. We're not all meant to hold the same point of view, you know, and that all these things can like coexist alongside because you'll get the answers and the teachings that are so perfect for you and i love that you've had that experience because i've never had that experience you know and it's like even with the breathwork mine was always about i didn't even believe in gods before <laughs> i realized i had all these powers to call them in and it was just like <laughs> and then i wanted to hunt for jesus and it was just like <laughs> and i was just like what the hell i went to catholic school and i just didn't like any of that and then i was like every time i went the breathwork i was like where the fuck's jesus i want to find jesus <laughs> Honestly, like the
0: things I'm like connecting to, I was looking at um, certain Egyptian goddesses. I thought, who the fuck are you these days? And I really laughed. And I'm like, do you know what? It's an exciting time to be alive. When, what was really funny is when you mentioned about that child that I don't know, connected to the jellyfish. Yeah. One of my messages the other day was like, what's, what's the spirit animal that maybe I want to connect to? And it said jellyfish. And I was like, really? Was like no way. She just said jellyfish. I've
1: never had an adult that's got jellyfish, but the kids were just all like, it's all about the jellyfish. <laughs> honestly
0: it just made me chuckle and i thought oh I must let you know so thank you
1: <laughs> oh, it's absolutely perfect yeah jellyfish um, are amazing they never die them um, i don't know what they do but they just like stay alive forever
0: i, so oh. I thought I was like why jellyfish and i thought that's something, <laughs> that's something you want me to learn <laughs> google that yeah the animal the animal planet is really starting to intrigue me now and again it wasn't something i was really that interested in so it's it's all slowly slowly coming through and it's just trying to decide what to take action on without doing too much at once
1: yeah like you see as well and it can just be that and i always say for that though choosing which one like which one lights you up the most you know what i mean which one's going to bring you the most joy because it brings you the most joy Even if it makes no impact everywhere else, you'll be making that impact just by being you. You know what I mean? You'll be lighting up the planet just by doing what you love most. Yeah, just breathe love, you know?
0: Yeah. That's what I always come back to, the breath. Always. It just... I guess it just... It it takes, like, a minute if I'm feeling a little bit, and I'm like, breathe, it's going to be okay. And then I can just shift or it gives me that that clearness to okay what do i need or is this
1: enough for right now it brings me home to me absolutely absolutely and just that reminder that you know we can shift it even with one breath <laughs> should we take a breath together yeah, let's yeah. take a breath mm. Lovely to connect, Amy. I thought we'd have nothing. I was worried I'd have nothing to talk about. That's one thing I never have to worry about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we'll see you all soon, and look forward to connecting some more. Yeah, hope to see you soon, Amy.